Top of the morning to you and a big warm welcome wherever you might be listening right across Australia and the world. You are tuned in to the 6Ps podcast. My name is Jim Session and it is great to have your company once again. We are delving back into Rear Window. In fact, this is our first episode we're recording in 2020. It's going to be a Q&A. I received a number of emails from you over the last few weeks particularly asking questions about this film and I look forward to answering those in a moment. But before we get into that, if you would like to get in contact, you can do so via email. It is 6pspodcast at gmail.com. That's 6pspodcast at gmail.com and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Enough of that. Let's go to our first break and uh, last week we had the Groove in the Moo lineup announced and one of my favourite artists is Channel Trez who will be performing at that regional festival. He's going to play us into this break and we'll be right back answering your questions on Rear Window. I never reply when you hear me. I'm off the grid, you can't get me. Secure the bag like Gucci. You see me racked up, can't miss me. I never go down with my hands up. The rounds, you pour another cup. I kiss the wall down one knee. See me racked up, can't miss me. Jet black. Back, 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 back it up. Jet black. Stack, 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 stack it up. Jet black. Back, 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 back it up. Jet black. Stack, 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 stack it up. studying for it and I sort of um, got about a dozen questions so I thought I'd go through them now and the first one and one of the earliest ones I got was someone asking me whether they needed to watch any other Hitchcock films so obviously Alfred Hitchcock is a well-renowned director particularly uh, in the 50s 60s and 70s when it comes to suspense and thriller films uh, Rear Window is one of the most famous ones. Um, probably Psycho and Vertigo are the two that spring to mind when most people think of Alfred Hitchcock, though. I don't think it hurts watching them. Of course, I'm very much aware that you do have limited time this year. I think Psycho is a pretty good watch. Uh, again, just the way they sort of build uh, suspense through that is really well done. Um, and again, it is a really famous film. Next question, what is the main difference between between studying a novel and a film? Uh, Well, I guess the obvious thing there is that the film is a visual text. So the style and the stylistic features are going to be different to a novel. So in a novel, we look at things like the language that's used, um, sentence structures, you know, similes, metaphors, 
all that, whereas in a film it's more so visual. So we're looking at film techniques. The good thing I think about studying a film is the fact that being a visual and also uh, an oral text, quotations are often easier to remember and scenes are often easier to remember as well. So that's one thing in favour of doing a film. Uh, However, don't be complacent. Last year, around 25% of kids, so a quarter of kids that did VCE English last year wrote on ReWindow in the exam. But uh, on average, the mean score was about 52%, which is relatively low across the board when we're comparing them to other texts. So yes, it is a relatively quick watch, like it's 100 minutes compared to some of those novels that can take days. Uh, But please don't be complacent. Following on from this, we have a question about film techniques. So uh, asking how many film techniques should I know and how often should I use them in my essay? The thing about film techniques, or the first thing I'll say is you should know a whole heap of them. Uh, when it comes to Rewindow, the most obvious one is the Kuleshov effect, where we have that sequencing of shots that show us what a character is looking at and then their reaction to what they're looking at. And that primarily in Rewindow is done through the protagonist, which is Jeffries. It's also done with Lisa, uh, Doyle, Stella as well, but primarily through Jeffries. Uh, vignetting is quite common. Diegetic sound, I would say, too, is particularly important because most of the film is diegetic sound, what the audience hears, the characters hear as well. And... The setting particularly is quite poignant. I mean, it's very confining and restricting and it plays a significant role in terms of the events that carry out. So that's the first part. Know as many as you can. How often should you use them in your essay? I think they're good to at least add one in per main body paragraph. Just the warning, please don't be too explicit. It is a real um, frustration when students are explicit in naming Hitchcock uses several techniques or many film techniques or a film technique that Hitchcock uses is this don't avoid being too explicit use it to support your arguments use it to support your quotations and your other evidence that's what it's sort of there for and obviously with the film techniques that's how the film is made so if you get an essay question with the phrasing how does Hitchcock that's one way film techniques are obviously going to be quite crucial in terms of the way you analyse and explore that particular essay topic. The next question asks, again, stemming on from film techniques, what is more important, quotes or film techniques? Uh, should be quotations. I hate the word quotes. Quotes is a verb. Quotations is the noun. Uh, quotations, I find, are uh, a little bit more important in terms of analysing uh, text. But obviously, it's dependent on the essay question. Quotes or quotations are often, you know, we look at, say, three to four in a main body paragraph. Short, sharp ones are really good. Film techniques are looking at one to two. So definitely quotations, I think, are that little bit more important. But again, uh, quotations are your main source of evidence in most text response essays. The next few questions are more so about the film itself. Uh, This question asks, is that Lisa on the front cover of the magazine at the start of the film? Uh, I don't think it is, no. I've heard, I think I mentioned this in the podcast previously, a number of um, study guides I've seen or students have written in the past that that is Lisa on the front cover of the magazine, but it's not. It's not Grace Kelly. It's a different um, female. So, no, that's not her. Uh, But again, I mean, it's 
representation of a female and it's that negative view of the fashion industry and women in general that Jeffries has. That's what's significant about that. That's why it's shown, um, that negative framing. Next question, what do the binoculars and lens symbolize? So these are pretty important symbols. There's a few others throughout the film. Uh, you can look at things like the wedding ring, the sculpture in the yard, the dog perhaps as well. And for me, the binoculars and the lens, they're a barrier, really, for Jeffries between him and those who he looks at in his gaze. Uh, it does represent that emotional distance that he has and a lack of empathy. So when you think about this film, it is about a murder, a woman being murdered by her husband. But the film isn't really about that, is it? Like there's no real sympathy for or empathy for um, Anna Thorwald. Or even the dog, really, in that scene where Jeffries is, or where the neighbour is calling out um, in anger about her dog being murdered. You know, Jeffries is busy looking at what the wall's doing or not doing more so to the point. So uh, it does provide that distance for him. And again, it provides him with an escape from his swamp of boredom. He does do something drastic. He mentions that at the start to his editor, Gunnison. He does do something drastic. He starts watching his neighbours and it becomes more like an occupation for him, which is obviously what he's missing in his life. Next question. Does the moment at the end of the film with Lisa changing books mean she is more dominant or less dominant? Well, the ending is ambiguous. By that, I mean it's up to you how you want to interpret it. In fact, this is one of those really cool scenes where if you have evidence to support either way, you can be flexible when it comes to writing on it. So, yeah, it is ambiguous. Is she unable to be herself in front of Jeff? She looks and sees sleeping, then she changes. Is she having to balance both aspects of her life, that relationship and then their career? Is she having to hide things from her partner? Or is she just showing her dominance and assertiveness? She's you know, she's wearing the pants in that final scene. I know it's been done to death at that particular point, but it does show the fact that she potentially is the dominant force in that relationship. Next question asks, you mentioned, I mentioned the nuclear family in one of the previous podcasts. What does that mean? So the nuclear family is, I guess, like that stereotypical family of the 1950s. Uh, it's the, the husband, the wife, and the two uh, children. I guess the importance of this family is the fact that we really, really see them and that idea that it doesn't really interest Jeffries and therefore having a marriage and kids isn't in his um, mindset. Next question, can I analyse the music? Absolutely you can. Apart from the establishing sequence, the music is diegetic sound. It means that the characters can hear it and it's coming from primarily the songwriter's apartment. The song, which is titled Lisa, is continuously played throughout the film, but it's always not quite right or it halts at a certain moment. It's not finished. And, yeah, it's not quite right, just like Jeff and Lisa's relationship is not quite right. But when it's played at the end, it's been completed, and much like Jeffrey and Lisa's relationship is a bit more complete. So it has that... It sort of is meant to reflect their relationship. There's some other songs that work really well the song when miss lonely hearts has her imaginary date is entitled to see you is to love you and then the sequence with the newlyweds entering their apartment for the first time and we get that from jeffrey's perspective the 
song that Samore is playing. So there's just a couple of examples of the music. And again, um, it can be used just to strengthen your ideas. The second last question I've got to answer today is about themes. And the student asks, what potential themes can I expect on essay topics? So this could be varied, just so we are uh, clear. There can be a range of themes in this film. The ones we focus on primarily seem to be voyeurism, gender roles, marriage, the male gaze. Those are the few, you know, community, social isolation. These are the ones that we tend to focus on more so, but it is really open. If we have a look at the VCAR exams from the last couple of years, so this is the third year it's been done, so it's good we've got two years' worth of sample essay topics, and these essay topics have been specifically written for the exam. Every word in there is really important. This isn't something that gets put together in 30 seconds. These exam topics, essay topics, are really thought about. So 2018, we had the question, Jeff's fascination with looking at others stops him from truly looking at himself. Do you agree? This topic obviously is about voyeurism and also introspection and self-reflection. Those are sort of the themes here. You can also potentially look at themes like ethics and gender roles. The second topic in 2018 asked, how does Hitchcock create an atmosphere of suspicion in Rear Window? This is one uh, we looked at in my class the other day, actually. It's, again, a how topic. I mentioned these ones earlier. So we're looking at how the film is made, how Hitchcock creates an atmosphere. So, again, this is pretty film technique heavy, I would suggest. Just be warned with this, though. The word suspicion caught a few people out. Uh, I think a few students substituted suspicion with suspense. So, again, be really careful with the way the topics are worded. And obviously in your SACs and exam, definitely have a dictionary for this very reason. You don't want to get a question about equivocation in the exam and not have a dictionary to find out what it is. So, again, make sure you bring your dictionaries. The two topics from last year, the first one asked in Rear Window, Hitchcock presents a cynical view of relationships. So again, we're looking at relationships here. That's the main theme to look at. And I guess the word view, don't discount that. Think about the views. Again, who is looking at this? Is this, again, straight away I'm thinking voyeurism. And obviously the keyword being cynical. Again, I think in the exam report, it was mentioned that a couple of students didn't quite nailed the idea about being cynical or ignored it and again we don't want to ignore any words in essay topics the last one is a classic essay question which we've seen across a number of texts in the last few years from vcar it was just lisa is the real hero of rear window do you agree so focusing on lisa and whether or not she is heroic again you know, you could argue either way. We like that idea that do you agree? I like those questions um, because it asks you to have a really firm idea. There's lots to talk about with Lisa and uh, especially you can bring in the context there as well and other characters too. Again, you wouldn't ignore Lisa and Ron S. and Jeffrey's being the real, real hero. If you were going to tackle that and say Lisa is not the hero, you have to tell reasons why Lisa is not the hero rather than saying why Jeffrey's or... Whoever else would be the hero, perhaps it is the sculptor down the bottom. So again, make sure you have a really wide 
knowledge of, of themes and I often tell students to have key scenes and quotes and film techniques for each theme and see if you can adapt those when it comes to forming topic sentences and arguments. Last question today asks, which secondary characters are good to focus on? I often say this is up to you and it's quite dependent on the theme. So if you are talking about marriage, I think characters like Stella, the newlyweds, Thorwalds are really good to write on. When it comes to gender and gender roles, obviously we think about Lisa, but perhaps you could also think about a character like Miss Lonely Hearts. When it comes to relationships, again, Miss Lonely Hearts is a good character to write about. Uh, I mentioned quite often with relationships earlier about the sculptor as well down the bottom, that idea about hunger and that emotional void that's felt within some of these relationships within the, in the film. Even that is something to have a look at. But obviously with relationships, we are dealing primarily with Jeff and Lisa, but how that relationship is reflected with the other characters. When it comes to the male gaze, I really like to look at Miss Torso and Doyle particularly, and that scene, that's the scene I really like to look at. When it comes to the theme of voyeurism, we've got the Thorwalds, but you've got Stella and Lisa and their views on that. You've also got Doyle too. When it comes to the context of 1950s America, Lisa and Stella both provide really good ways in. And when it comes to ethics, most of the characters that you can write on, Doyle argues the legal ramifications. Uh, when it comes to the ethics, Stella does too. Lisa questions it as well. So quite a few characters there. But that's all we have time for today on the 6Ps podcast. It's been great to have your company once again. We'll be churning out episodes uh, every week over the next few weeks, hoping to get a couple of guests on as well to help us as we dissect themes. We might also look at uh, essay writing at the end as well. There are a couple of podcasts released at the end of last year on Rewindow, which were more so exam revision. So feel free to check those out. And if you would like to get in contact with me, you're more than welcome to at 6pspodcast at gmail.com. I've been Jim Session. This has been the Six Piece Podcast, reminding you that proper prior preparation prevents poor performance. Are we finished? Done.